the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock as we get underway on this Wednesday, the 20th morning of the third month of the year of our Lord, 2019. Thank you so much for joining us. We are loaded up with great guests today. You're definitely going to want to be here uh, for the duration of the program. If you have it all in your ability to stay with us for the next two hours, you will not be disappointed. Coming up at 935, the return of Ryan Morrow to our program. Ryan, the director of the Clarion Intelligence Network and the Shulman Fellow for the Clarion Project, has some very interesting and important information about what the attack on the two mosques in New Zealand means in the United States and what it could mean worldwide. Very much looking forward to his analysis of that. He is, of course, an expert, as are all of the folks at Clarion, on the uh, issue of radical Islamic terrorism and extremism. So what does it mean when Muslims are the victims, then, of a terrorist attack the way they were in New Zealand? So I'm very much looking forward to hearing from Ryan Morrow at 935. At 10.05, special treat for you. It is Peter Kersenhow, because Peter uh, was unable to be with me yesterday as he was in Washington, D.C., on his Tuesday visit. <clears throat> his regular Tuesday visit with us. So he has agreed to come on today at 10.05. Pete is going to talk about the admission scandal, and he's going to talk uh, at length about what it means that Lori Laughlin and Felicity Huffman and a number of other famous people and some others who aren't really famous but are just flat-out wealthy, uh, what it means uh, that they were buying their kids away into exclusive colleges or difficult elite, uh, difficult to get into or admitted to elite colleges, uh, what that means to everybody else. <clears throat> and also, and I'm really looking forward to this, uh, we're going to talk to Pete about the, uh, the elite special schools in New York City that we began discussing yesterday after hearing about it on Hugh Hewitt's program, which was really a spectacular uh, a conversation, and uh, we're going to expand that conversation with Pete um, coming up here today. Um, about seven students out of 895 that were admitted into the very elite Stoivisant, and I hope I'm saying that name correctly. I never did get clarification on that. Uh, school, not familiar with the place until the story yesterday broke by Hugh, and uh, he was, of course, reading from the New York Times. But anyway, uh, only 7 of 885 students admitted to the freshman class uh, in that for this coming fall in that exclusive school went to black students. And that has led to a cry for a change in policy. It has led to a cry for the elimination of the testing that is required to get into that school. And that, of course, has led to a cry of, wait a second, why are we trying to dumb down an elite academic preparatory school just to make sure that it is diversified? The very best of the best get in regardless of their race. Uh, but that is a really interesting conversation. It's one that's perfect for Peter Kersenow. So that'll be coming up at 10.05. And then at 10.35 this morning, we are going to be talking with uh, national security expert uh, Chris Gobots. Chris is a national security consultant and a conservative political activist as well. Uh, he is the author of the book, The Muslim Mafia. And he's going to be uh, the Act for America guest coming up speaking in person at the uh, next meeting on 
excuse me, on Monday. Uh, so we're going to talk to Chris Gobots coming up at 1035, also about New Zealand and more. Um, so I want to start the program, however, with this. <clears throat> Our liberty is in great peril. Uh, I, I don't want to be accused of hyperbole here, and I don't want to be melodramatic. I, I really don't, but I cannot see this any other way than that, that our liberty is in peril. Um, I'm talking about the liberty to speak as we wish to speak. Literally, free speech is on the table. I am talking about the liberty that we have to expect privacy and protection in what are supposed to be private, protected areas. I'm talking about the liberty of thought, of expression, and I'm also talking about the liberty that allows us to not feel compelled to join in on other people's psychological delusions. That's, that's how serious this is. This story about our liberty doesn't originate here in the United States. This story originates over in the U.K. This was from last night. I found this yesterday. I posted it on Facebook, and, 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 I, and I posted it with a very direct statement. The United Kingdom is now a totalitarian state. The United Kingdom is a fascist state, if you will. And when I say state, you can say states if you want to separate the countries and the kingdom out. But this is the story yesterday that I got from the Daily Caller. Police want to question a journalist in the U.K., a Catholic journalist named Carlene Farrow, for misgendering a transgender activist's daughter on Twitter. If she doesn't show up for a taped interview, she has been told she'll be arrested. Let me just pause there and let that sink in. She misgendered, in other words, she described somebody by their biological gender and used a pronoun uh, of a biological gender as opposed to the gender that the confused person thinks that, uh, that he is. That's about a mind. And doing that is, has led now to a visit from the police, and if she doesn't sit down for an interview, she will be arrested for incorrect speech. Now, this is a free nation. England, the U.K. as a whole, it's free, or at least it was. Since receiving a message from Guildford Police Monday night, Pharaoh has been doxxed. Her children and her husband have been sexually and violently threatened. In other words, threatened with sexual violence committed against them and other violence. Uh, She has been called names like some of the most vile names for female genitalia that one can be called. Enemies siding with the activist, Susie Green, this is the transgender activist's daughter, have also signed up her and her husband for pornography accounts to be sent to uh, their email addresses. The journalist, the Catholic journalist Carlene Farrow, published the offending tweets in September after appearing on Good Morning Britain which was co-hosted by Piers Morgan, who has gotten himself in various trouble with the transgender community, otherwise known as the delusional community, for not being sensitive, uh, sensitive enough during interviews when he worked at CNN. Back in 2014, you may or may not recall this sort of thing. I do. Morgan had, uh, uh, he was attacked by Janet Mock, a transgender woman, otherwise known as a man, 
after appearing on his show to promote uh, his book. Now, Janet Mock claimed that Piers Morgan asked inappropriate questions. Going to bed, what an annoying day, Morgan tweeted just before 2 a.m. at the time. Mock claimed he mistreated her, or him, uh, by stating that she'd been a male prior to the age of 18, which was a factual statement. In fact, the person is still a male. Biologically, chromosomally, scientifically, but mentally confused enough to not understand that. But Piers Morgan simply pointed out that prior to age 18, this person who now claims to be a female was clearly a male. And now, this Catholic journalist, Carlene Farrow, can relate to what Piers Morgan went through. Quote, had a message from Guildford Police. This is a tweet from Monday night. Had a message from Guildford Police tonight about my tweets following an appearance on Good Morning. Um, uh, what is GMN? Uh, what did I say the program is called? It says GMN. I guess it's supposed to be Good Morning Britain. But anyway, with Susie Green and Piers Morgan, Susie Green has reported me for misgendering her daughter, Farrow tweeted. Morgan replied to that tweet with what? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Farrell's life has since turned into a pile of steaming roadkill, the way it's described in the Daily Caller. A man has published photos and identifying details of my kids, doxed my ex, talked about my Catholic blank, uh, calling me a blank, blank, and blank, all of these very vile words for female genitalia. Um along with sexually humiliating insults and getting away with it, whereas I used the wrong pronouns referring to a public figure. Farrell has tried to defend herself, saying, quote, I have pointed out to the police that I am a Catholic journalist commentator, and it is my religious belief that a person cannot just change sex, that we are in the middle of a national conversation about what it means to be male and what it means to be female, end quote. Now, Green, the activist, runs an organization called Mermaids, That's a U.K. charity that apparently raises money for children with what they call gender variance. In other words, kids confused by weird adults trying to tell them they're not what they biologically are. Green wrote in a first-person account for The Guardian last year, quote, My daughter told me when she was four that she wasn't a boy. I spent more than three years on suicide watch when she was a teen. Every phone uh, phone call would strike fear into my heart. This might be the one to tell me that my daughter had been successful in her wish to die. Obviously, that is a heart-wrenching thing. It is also obviously something that is uh, very difficult to comprehend and very difficult to accept. Because children at the age of four don't question what they are. Children at the age of four only react to stimuli that is presented to them or forced upon them that make them question such things. That's just the way that it is. These far-left anti-sciencers, and they are. And these are some of the same people that, of course, accuse me and conservative-minded people of being anti-science if we don't swallow man-made global warming whole without questioning it. We're called anti-science. Meanwhile, there is something that is more easily provable than global warming or climate change or sea levels or anything else. And it's called chromosomes, XX or XY. Hey, look at there. It's called genitalia. Hey, look down. You'll know what you are. It's not complicated. There are people with mental conditions and psychological delusions that simply 
ask and demand that society play along with their delusions. I will not. And there they are in Great Britain now, a Catholic journalist agreeing also to not play along is being threatened with arrest. What they are saying is that if you say things that are offensive to other people, you can be arrested. Where does that line get drawn? Does the line get drawn at gender pronouns? Does the line get drawn there, or it does it continue? First, you said him, when that person over there that's clearly a male thinks he's a female, and you should have said her, you're under arrest. If that's happening in a free nation, if that's happening in the U.K., are you honestly going to tell me you don't think that's going to happen here? You don't think that will spread to another free nation like the United States? Whereas a person like me on live radio telling somebody who thinks they're different, their they're, they're, uh, sexual identity, their they're, they're sex, quite frankly. I'm tired of the use of the word gender as well. There are two sexes, male and female, that if I identify people by what they are rather than what they think they are, that I can be arrested. That this, my friends, our... Liberty, our right, as enumerated in the Bill of Rights, are literally in peril. If the U.K. goes fascist, if the U.K. becomes totalitarian, and speech is regulated by government under penalty of arrest, if that can happen there, you don't think that can happen here? You better believe it can. And how and when will it happen? When this country makes the drastic mistake, the devastating mistake, of putting liberal Democrats in charge. Because they're the ones who want it. They're the ones running Britain. They're the ones leading to the the, uh, the loss of freedom of speech there. And if you give them any more power here, watch and see how fast they move to criminalize speech. It's already being done on college campuses. Students are being reprimanded, punished, publicly humiliated for speech that doesn't comport with the progressive movement, whether it's on transgender speech, pronouns, <clears throat> excuse me, embracing of, 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 of a, any number of wildly leftist ideas and ideals. It's already being done. Students are being punished. Wait until average citizens outside of the college campus environment start getting punished for speech as well. This is an absolutely dangerous thing happening in one of our uh, strongest allies in the world. It's happening in the U.K., where each of those nations are embracing this, and and their people are being threatened over it. You don't think it's coming here? Watch and see. This is a really huge deal, and I want to talk with you about it at 216-901-0945. We'll try to do that right after this on AM 1420. Hi, I'm Kelsey Grammer. Wounded Warrior Project supports injured veterans by connecting them with fellow warriors, by serving them through mental health and wellness programs, and by empowering them to live on their own terms. No one should face a battle alone. Join us at WoundedWarriorProject.org. There are two sides to every story. There's the mainstream media side... 
And then there's the truth you are experiencing. The truth. The Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. See, I am just not one who's going to be playing into the mass delusions of people who uh, just simply deny their, their bio, biological science. They, I, I, look, I hold nothing against them. I feel sorry for them. And I feel sorry for the rest of us who have to buy into their delusion or somehow be, be cast off by society or somehow be, be, be classified as being haters or, or, or as being bigots or something of that nature. When what we want is for these people to get the help that they seek. It is a mental disorder. Listen, do you believe that a human being who is biologically human, chromosomally human, but who thinks psychologically, mentally, who identifies as being an otherworldly alien might actually be an alien, or might you think that that person has a psychological condition that needs to be treated, right? I think we would all agree with that. How can that be any different than somebody who is a physical, biological human male but who psychologically thinks that they're a female, and vice versa. Because all of these things exist. Jareth Nebula was born a woman, but transitioned to a man when she was 29 years old, thought she was a man, had a psychological condition. Then, at the age of 33, decided, no, I'm not actually a man, but I still don't feel like a woman either. I am now a gender, meaning not either gender, I am an alien. This is not a joke. This is a real story. It was in the Daily Mail. This person from Edmonds, Washington, transitioned from biological female to male by, because of the psychological disorder, then decided, not happy like this, I'm neither gender, I'm alien. It proceeded to tattoo his or her body, rather, uh, in, in all kinds of strange ways, had surgery done to remove her, if I may say, her, her nipples, um, and, and has tried to create her body into that of something that's not human, that is, that is more typical of what she identifies with in her mind. She has had her ears shaved and pointed, right? She literally is trying to transform her body to match what her mind says that she is. Now, I would ask you, is it incumbent upon the rest of society to accept that person as alien? Can that person check a box on a federal form that asks what sex you are and check other and then write in alien and have that be accepted? Or would we say, no, you're clearly not an alien. You're, you are human. You can't do that. You have a psych psychological condition which is impairing your ability to, to grasp reality. You're human. You're not alien. I think we would all agree that person can't just be accepted by society as an alien when they're not an alien. So how then can we accept as a society somebody as a female who is not a female? And not just accept it, but be forced to play along with it, to be punished by law. If we don't use the pronouns that, 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 that support and encourage that psychological delusion. This is a very dangerous time, my friends, and our literal 
liberty is hanging in the balance. News time now. Ryan Morrow next. AM 1420 The Answer. It is 9.35 as we continue on AM 1420 The Answer. Scheduled to talk with Ryan Morrow here. Unable to make the connection at the moment. We'll see if that happens. Uh, if so, we're going to check in with Ryan from the Clarion Project. Talk about the, uh, the New Zealand uh, terror attacks and what they mean going forward for the United States, uh, if you think they should mean anything at all. So uh, looking forward to that conversation. But if not, we will continue. And I will take your phone calls at 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110 if you want to get on board uh, and, and talk about this transgender and free speech issue. We can do that. I, I was actually watching the video from uh, the Good Morning Britain program that was being discussed here, and uh, uh, in which the uh, the activist has accused the co-host of Good Morning, or excuse me, the journalist, uh, the Catholic journalist, of misgendering her daughter. And it is amazing to me the passion with which those who support the psychological delusions will attack people who simply use language and pronouns that recognize science. And I cannot overstate the frustration that I think most of us on the political right side of the spectrum feel when we are the ones who are called anti-science by the global warming crowd. But what I fear, like I said, is, see, this. Is, let, me, let me give you a couple of other side stories here. A student was suspended, or excuse me, uh, uh, not, not suspended. This student has filed a lawsuit. A female student has filed a lawsuit in Pennsylvania, a federal complaint, because her privacy was violated, because she, and she was also subjected to sexual harassment. Um, when a transgender student was using the same locker room as she was, she goes to Honesdale High School. The incident occurred at the beginning of this school year, according to the recent complaint filed with the U.S. Department of Education Civil Rights Division. Lawyers for the student posted a video online describing what they say happened. The unnamed female student appears in the clip and said, while I was putting on my pants, I heard a man's voice. So I turn around, and he's standing there on the opposite aisle looking at me. I glanced down and could tell he was wearing women's underwear, and I could also see what was underneath it. You can understand what that means. She added, when I knew that a man was looking at me, I felt very violated and very scared, especially looking at me while I'm getting dressed. Attorney Andrea Shaw added in the video that opening up restrooms and locker rooms to members of the opposite sex is sexual harassment. Like most forms of sexual harassment, the girls in this school have little power over their situation. The school's only solution for my client was for her to wait outside the locker room until the individual of the opposite sex, we can say it, man, or at least boy, since they're in high school and they're, they're minors, the boy was finished changing. Then she went in and was late for gym class and also late for her second period class. The school's offered solution made it clear. They believed that the girl's client, or excuse me, the girl, the attorney's client, the, the girl, was the problem here. Not the fact that they were letting males change in the female locker rooms. But the girl is the problem. You know, do you remember? I, I'm old enough to remember back when this entire issue was, was couched as, um, 
uh, bathroom issue, bathroom stalls. Well, nobody's looking at anybody's bathroom stalls. Why do we have a problem with this bathroom situation? Boys should be able to use the bathroom they identify with. Girls should be able to use the bathroom they identify with, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What's the difference? Nobody looks inside. And we've been saying for a very long time, this is not about uh, bathrooms. It is It is about the full-on experience of privacy in what are supposed to be and expected to be private areas, locker rooms, actual community showers where people are naked, um, saunas, swimming areas. I mean, all of these different places are, are you know, that were supposed to be personal and private where you could change in the company of your same sex now have been crossed over. And guess what? The girl who is filing the federal lawsuit is the bully. She was victimized by this. She's perceived as the bully. In the same way that the Catholic reporter in the UK is being threatened with arrest for, quote, misgendering, literally using the wrong speech and now being threatened with arrest over some trans activist daughter. It is, it is terrifying. I'm telling you right now. There will be, if we make the mistake of giving the far left any more power in this United States, beyond the House which they already have, if we make the mistake in 2020, God forbid, of electing one of them president, it will be a very short matter of time before you will be threatened with fines and or imprisonment like they are in the UK for not calling a man a man if they tell you they're a woman. It really is that simple and it really is that frightening. All right, I'm checking my call screen now, and I do see that we do have Ryan Morrow on the line after all. So Ryan Morrow, the uh, director of the Clarion Intelligence Network and the Shulman Fellow of the Clarion Project, with us for a couple of minutes here on AM 1420, The Answer. Ryan, are you there? I'm here. Okay, good morning, Ryan. Thanks for coming on. I wasn't sure we were going to be able to make that connection with you. All right, now I'm going to pivot quickly, uh, because we don't have a ton of time here, from the the, uh, transgender story that I was discussing to New Zealand. And I really appreciate you yesterday giving me a link to your um, video commentary about uh, what happened in New Zealand. And I'm going to ask you to explain, if you can, Ryan, you know, kind of thumbnail sketch-wise, what you mean by the battle of the extremes. You talked about the war among the extremes, or the war among the extremists on the right, left, and then, of course, the fundamentally Islamic extremists. Can you tell us about that? Sure. So if you look at what is said by the so-called right-wing extremists, the so-called left-wing extremists, because I don't really like those descriptions, it's just sometimes you have to use them, um, and you look at what the jihadists are saying, and the text that they cite, what you'll see is really how similar uh, all of them are. Uh, And basically what the mantra is is that uh, they point to the other extreme and they say, look at that. That type of thinking is growing. And so those that think like myself, uh, they're in danger of a genocide. Um, And and so violence is normally not acceptable, but now it is because some lines have been crossed. And so what we've seen in recent years is that as one extreme, like jihadist extremists, rise, then you see white supremacism and other types of of right-wing extremism also rise, and then left-wing extremism also rises. And you can really draw out the cycle of how all of this happened, and it, it really is a fulfillment of the type of things that the Founding Fathers, like George Washington, warned could happen if we do not have a healthy democracy, if we don't have a healthy public opinion and political culture. 
When you talk about, um, let's talk specifically about New Zealand. Um, two mosques targeted, obviously, 50 people were killed for roughly 40 or 39 injured. Um, and we know about the manifesto written by this nut job whose name I will not give. And uh, I think the media, for the most part, has been doing a pretty good job of not giving him the infamy that he desires, although they're going to have to cover it to some extent with his trial because he's one of the rare mass shooters who uh, uh, survives and, and ends up uh, going to, 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 to uh, trial for this. Um, but but when, in this particular case, this individual sought to foster disharmony or to take advantage of the disharmony or the uh, you know the division in this country. Why would that individual, um, by attacking mosques in New Zealand, why would he hope to upset what's going on here in, in here, here in the United States? To my knowledge, he has never been to the United States. He's been throughout Europe. He has um, uh, you know very defined views about the Islamic immigration uh, hordes coming into Europe because of their open borders policies. But to my knowledge, he's never been to the United States. Why would he want to do something down there in New Zealand to upset the, uh, the, the balance here in the United States? Well, his ideology, which is like this mixture of white supremacism and, and far-right politics and neo-Nazism, uh, specifically is global in nature. Uh, all of these ideologies are global in nature, whether it's the Marxism of Antifa types or it's the jihadists that want to conquer the globe or it's the white supremacists. And he wrote in his manifesto that what he hoped would happen is that he would trigger a revolution. Uh, a lot of the white supremacists believe that there's this current of support that they aren't aware of, that there's a lot of secret support uh, for what they what they believe in and that once it, it, it becomes fashionable to carry out an attack, there, there will be a revolution, and he believes that the culture is so toxic, the division has reached such a, a high level within the United States, that it would just take a little bit of a push for there to be back-and-forth violence from one extreme to the other until there, there is no middle uh, that keeps the United States together. Um, so for all of these ideologies, a problem in New Zealand and Australia and the Middle East, wherever ultimately ties back to every country on the planet in some way. Ryan, I want to ask you about your video. Um, and for those who have not seen it, where can they see the video? Your, it's a YouTube video, right? It's just on your YouTube channel. Just look for Ryan Morrow or Clarion. What do we look for? Sure. Uh, I would say the best thing is to go to the Clarion Project website, clarionproject.org. Okay. Okay, so you can find Ryan's videos there. In your video that that, that we're t- discussing right now, in which you talk about the war of the extremists, you describe a rise in right-wing white supremacy or white supremacist uh, attacks. And then you, you try to differentiate between right-wing and conservatives, which I think is very, very important. But most people don't make that distinction. They just hear right-wing equals conservative, left-wing equals liberal, right-wing yeah. equals Republican, left-wing equals Democrat. In what way is a white supremacist like this lunatic down in New Zealand, in what way is he representative of the right-wing? And, and thus, the conservatives, for example, in the United States, or conservative-minded people around the world. I don't even like the terms right-wing and left-wing. I just couldn't find a way around it because some of the extremist uh, elements that I talk about in the video, um, there's no other way to do it. Uh, there, there are people that just want to destroy Democrats because they think Democrats want to destroy 
conservatives. And the person's a conservative. And then, well, and then, then Democrats like, don't want to destroy conservatives. They want to destroy the, the Constitution. They, they, they establish policies that are anti-constitutional. Conservative-minded people support the Constitution and the Founding Fathers, and they are originalists. In what way does any of that comport with white supremacy? So I have a problem when people use the word white supremacy and right wing together um, because they, they, they absolutely are, are, you know, they're, they're on polar opposites of one another. Right wing, and, and meaning conservatism, has never been the party of racism and white supremacy. That has been historically, especially in the United States, the, the Democrat Party. So I, I don't understand why we're saying this is a rise in right wing white extremism. Well, if you look at, like, the National Guard terrorist, the guy who, who was trained there um, and, and then sought to carry out attacks on liberal icons, um, and if you look at some of the other, uh, you know, far-right extremists, and again, I understand the weaknesses of some of these terms, um, it goes beyond just hating black people, hating immigrants, uh, hating Muslims, but you will see uh, in a lot of these extremists is some type of belief that, this action is necessary to stop the government from growing. The government's coming to d- take all of your guns. Martial law is inevitable. Um, the you know liberals are going to come and you know wipe out the constitution. And all of this is very imminent. And because the situation is so serious, the only thing that can be done to make a difference is violence. Uh, so it reaches a level of hysteria instead of. You know, productive political dialogue, and then of course they mix it with racism and and support for violence. Yeah, it, so but, but it's 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 it's, it's the intersectionality. It's money. the intersectionality of terms that don't do not go together. Cons- Let's get the show on the road, babe. Conversation that needs to be started here is simply by putting a glossary together of what does, what does right wing mean what's the definition of conservative what's the definition of a of nationalism white nationalism and so on and so forth and i think once we get that glossary put together then we can have the i think these discussions and these analyses will be much more productive um ryan morrow the uh, national security analyst for the clarion project watch his video see what we're talking about at Nash, at the uh, clarion project site which is clarionproject.org and make sure you follow ryan morrow on social media at ryan morrow M-A-U-R-O. Ryan, always, my friend, thank you so much for the time. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. You got it. Thank you. It's coming up on 950. We're going to get traffic. We got an EAS before that, by the way, so we're going to check that out for you as we continue on AM 1420, The Answer. Let's get the show.
It's 9.57. I want to remind you once again, if you are a business owner, got a great opportunity for you. You want some free commercial advertising on AM 1420, The Answer? We will give you $1,000 of free commercials on AM 1420, The Answer, if you will just donate $500 to Food for the Poor. All right? It's that simple. It's our business benefactor program. We get nothing out of it. Starving dying kids and families in the poorest nation in the Western Hemisphere in Haiti are the only ones who benefit from this, in addition to you. They get your $500 to provide them food and water and life-saving medicine. You get free commercials. We get nothing. This is part of our mission, and we're begging you if you are a business owner. Put $500, which is tax-deductible, by the way, toward Food for the Poor by calling 844-868-4673. 844-868-4673, or click the banner, aided, uh, banner ad rather at whkradio.com on Food for the Poor. You donate that tax-deductible $500, we will instantly get with you and set up a schedule of $1,000 worth of free advertising right here on AM 1420, The Answer. Please, uh, it, is, it is just what we are called to do. I think it's what we're called to do as a radio station. It's what we're called to do as a company. It's what we believe in, but I think it should be what we're called to do as people. Give to Food for the Poor. Get a massive benefit in free advertising on AM 1420, The Answer, uh, as well. Uh, let me go to the phones real quick here before the top of the hour. Al is calling from Cleveland, AM 1420, The Answer. Al, go ahead. Yeah, you were talking about um, you know men who feel they're females or whatever. Um, one of the things that I, I think in our society is um, like ED is a progressive societal problem. And I just want to make a quick link here to diet. You know, this affects men psychologically if they're not performing. And in our diet today, we have very poor nutrition. Uh, soy is a big problem. And it is in every food we eat. You go to the supermarket, it's on just in every product we pick up. Um, call it a conspiracy theory or whatever. But uh, I noticed I'm 55, and as I've aged... Uh, I've changed my diet. I've dropped soy out of my diet. I uh, juice regularly. And I'll tell you, I, I've noticed a huge change in, in my performance and everything. And I'll tell you. Right, well, i, I got to tell you, my friend, I appreciate your phone call, and uh, and thanks. I, I, I'm, I'm not interested in your performance, to be quite honest with you. I'm just not. Uh, and I don't know how that relates to the transgender story or anything else that's going on here. This is a psychological issue, not a physical issue, that is impacted by whatever soy you're eating. So thanks for the call. But we're going to get to news now on AM 1420. Yeah. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.